I'm just gonna take a scantron. <laughs> like in a weird small <laughs> room, and I had to be quiet. <laughs> Mad. We need ambient room noise. We do. I guess, yeah, so if I want to edit audio, I can't just like cut it off and make it sound. It will sound bad. <laughs> I have to replace it with ambient room noise. <laughs> oh my god. Mind you, as you know, this is only my third time ever editing kind of audio. Like I'm learning how to edit audio because of this podcast, which I adore because that's a great way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I hope that your backtracking appears in the audio. Yeah, because that was that was epic. <laughs> that was like, and then oh, it, I should. By the end of the the first episode, I'll probably be able to crack my back again, and I can do that for effect. <laughs> yeah. For effect, I can't. Yeah, you gotta get extra close to the microphone, and um, yeah. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna pause. Cool. Oh, actually, I still had to pull up my Google Doc. I went to Google Docs to do that and didn't actually do it. Okay, let me just explain to you my first story. I have five pages. Oh my god, Matt, why are you always more prepared than I am? <laughs> I get really anxious that I'm going to somehow let you down. So like. Okay, I was thinking about this yesterday. How you were like, I let you down by not doing the podcast that Matt. Do you understand how hard it is to disappoint me? <laughs> yeah, it, is. it doesn't matter. I disappointed me for disappointing you, even though I didn't disappoint you. But like, Matt. I feel like I disappointed you, but I didn't. I disappointed Matt. myself because I let you down. <laughs> it's really hard to disappoint me, okay? Uh... Um, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, my first, <laughs> the, the longer story is five pages, and the second one is like a page and a half, two pages. Okay. Um, but I also have like the wiki and other things to talk about with that um, yeah my first story is not going to be very long but my second one is longer because I've got like I've got things to talk about I've got things to mm-hmm. say so my story for like um, not like the oceanic one for this episode but like for my next story yeah like it's almost like not like a story but more about this like one dude that's fair you'll see you'll see okay I like one dudes yeah yeah it's going to be really interesting okay. I haven't ever heard about this guy until I started researching it, which says a lot. Oh. Because I usually know. You about usually these have heard of it at least. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Um, okay. Well, should we do it like an introduction? <laughs> yeah. We didn't do it in introduction last time. Are you recording? Yeah. Ah. And I feel like it's because we're noobs. <laughs> yeah. No, we were also very excited. We were like, let's start. Let's go. And I'm like, I know who you are. You know who I am. Do I really have to like tell the world or tell you who I am? You know? I mean, people can also like infer things about us. <laughs> What if I was Carrie Ann and you were Matthew? Stop. <laughs> also, that's also, probably the only time I where I'm like gonna I call to... me Matthew in this podcast because like why? I call you Matthew all the time. Do you really? How do you know this? Like because only like three other people do it, so Matt. I just assume everyone calls me Matt. No, I call you Matthew all the time. Do you not notice this? Don't you notice sometimes when you say sometimes when you say funny things or goofy things, I'll say Matthew. Really? You never know. No. Also, I feel like I need to take my zipper down. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I don't know, fold this over so it stops wiggling. Sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Redacted. Do you like the fresco, by the way? I do. It's very tasty. Summery. <laughs> Summery. It's um, crisp and refreshing. Fresco sponsor, sponsor us. Yikes. <laughs> 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 um, okay. Um, I guess we should, should do like an introduction. Yeah. Um, so guys, welcome back to the Archive Podcast. This is episode two. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> so happy. You're like, you're like staring at me down while doing this. I love this so much. 
<laughs> I'm looking for your, your confirmation. You you have all my validation. Because <laughs> now I have more validation. Uh, for we're it. already a train wreck. It's fine. It's so good. Um, <laughs> uh, put us in a small room with laptops. What are we going to do? So we're trying to be more organized this episode because we still don't know what we're doing. We're never going to know what we're doing. That's just how it's going to be. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. It's going to be have, an adventure. Have a good time listening to us be disorganized. <laughs> yeah, and everyone will get to yeah, experience. Oh, there's more behind you. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <I> <laughs> um, yeah. See, we're going to like cut out the little spray of soda story. So that's going to make They're going to no be sense. like, what the fuck? Yeah, oops. Um, anyway. <laughs> Should we start again? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is good. This is... Okay. Yeah. Um, Did you say your name? No, I didn't. Oh, sorry. We were too busy talking about how we're not professional. <laughs> I think I'm the train wreck. We were both. And you're the organized one. <laughs> okay, so last time we didn't introduce ourselves. My name is Carrie Ann. I don't know what I should tell you about myself. I really like horror. Obviously, I have a podcast about horror. And... Oh, gosh. Um, my name is Matt. I also really love horror. Uh, I'm a Libra. That's a fun fact. That's fair. I'm a Sagittarius. Um, Carrie Ann's half birthday is coming up, so everybody put that on your calendars. It is uh, June 4th. Stop. <laughs> so, um, Matt, when's your half birthday? Shout it out. Oh, shit. <laughs> April 8th, I think. So, Matt's birthday. Matt's half birthday passed. <laughs> For all of you that didn't give Matt a half birthday present, you should put that on your calendars. Yeah. Uh, well, my, <laughs> my birthday birthday... <laughs> will happen before my half birthday at this point because it's in October but um, if my math is wrong um don't kill me but um, Matt deserves presents all day all every every day of the year you should get a gift you no get this is something. this is not this that Carrie on this podcast is for you that's not true it's <laughs> <laughs> that's for both of us <laughs> I want nothing but goodness for you um this podcast um, is for me do you want to do you want to give a refresher on what you've been up to this past week, or should we dive in? Is yeah, that what we do? We, we can give a cute little lives? refresher. Yeah, like what have you been up to? Um, really not much. My sister, I have a twin sister. For those of you who don't know, her name is Rachel, and she is lovely. She's gonna listen to this podcast and be embarrassed. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. She's visiting me this week. Um, she takes a class over at my school, so every week she's at my apartment for a couple days. But this week she's staying until Saturday because. Well, there's a couple reasons. First reason is Godzilla King of Monsters comes out tomorrow, and we want to go see that. Yes. Um, Good Omens also comes out tomorrow on Amazon, and I'm going to go watch that. Um, yes. But additionally, the Milwaukee Cat Cafe, shout out to Sip and Purr, is having their one-year anniversary on Saturday, and they're going to be having a little baby party with kitty cat cuddles and raffles, and I'm really excited about that, so we bought tickets, and we are going. So that's nice. where Rachel is staying. Rachel, honestly, at this point, might as well just stay at my apartment until next week. Like, there's no point in really her leaving, <laughs> to be totally honest, because oh if she were to leave on Saturday, she would just be coming back on Tuesday. That's fair. So she might as well just stick around. That's fair. But currently, Rachel's probably in my apartment. Um... Before we started recording, Matt and I went out to get breakfast, and I got her a sandwich and some hot chocolate, and then I went to my apartment, and I opened my door and said, hi, but she was in the shower, so she couldn't hear me. <laughs> Rip. Um, so I, I made her a little spread in front of her computer. Stop it. So she could have her, hot chocolate, her. her hot chocolate and her sandwich. I hope she enjoys it. Um, no. To be fair, she paid for it, so. Okay, fair. <laughs> I was just the courier. You were. She didn't have to tip me, though. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, um, my sister and I have been playing a lot of Don't Starve. Um, and that's basically my entire week. Um, hey, I, if you're if you live in Milwaukee, you might as well. Mike Hapney is your Lyft driver. I also drive for Lyft. Lyft <laughs> <laughs> sponsor me. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, Matt's 
happy? What's been going on with you? Oh, God. Um, so I start work on Monday, this upcoming Monday, for my new full-time job. So... He's my boss now. <laughs> Teehee. <laughs> <laughs> um, since graduation was, like, early May, and I sort of... Like, I knew at graduation that I had this position starting June 3rd. I've been sort of trying to squeeze in as much as possible during this, like, very brief summer break before I, like, started the 9 to 5, um, which has been, like, it's been great because I've been seeing a lot of people. I've been going home a bunch on the train and, like, seeing relatives that I haven't seen in a while, but it's also been, like, wild. So I haven't been in my apartment for, like, more than three days in a row for, like, Shoot. weeks now. Because <laughs> I've just either been here, or I've been in Illinois, or I've been in Madison, at David's apartment. That's a lot. Um, shout out to David. Um, if David <laughs> listens to this, I don't know if David Yeah, shout not. out to David. Hi, Hi David! David. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been absolutely, it's been crazy. I have been really addicted to Pokemon Go recently, and I just got That's back into... That's an understatement. <laughs> like, I got back into Pokemon Go, and I've been playing non-freaking-stop. I actually... Okay, so on... What day was this? It was a few... When when were we hanging out? Was that two days ago? Yeah. So It, was it all a, blends in. It all really is just one. <laughs> but one day a few days ago, I had played Pokemon Go essentially from, like, the crack of dawn up until, like, 12.30 in the morning. Um, and I had walked over 15 miles that day. Oh, my God. And I, had, <laughs> and I was just like... I was on a mission. Matt, you're going to get swole this summer. I, like, my legs were so fucking sore this morning and, like, the, the other day, too. And I'm just like, ah! But I really, I've been on the hunt for shinies. I've been on the hunt. Okay. Here's a really quick story. Um, I was playing Pokemon Go and my partner, David, um, had just recently got back into it. So I was like, David, let's do a raid. It'll be really super cute and whatever. So I picked a low-level raid because I will be able to defeat the Pokemon and David can be a part of the raid and get some of the, you know, reward. David and I do the Shinx raid and I fucking love Shinx. And David and I do it and David gets a fucking shiny Shinx and I get a regular one. And I was floored. I was so livid. Um, but of course I'm like, I'm so happy for you, honey. This is great. But ever since then, every day I've been like, refreshing my phone every 45 minutes to see if a shinx pop up and like if a shinx pops up that is like my thing mm -hmm. i am on my way i'm running to that raid that is what i'm doing so the other day i did three shinx raids in a day and Man. didn't get any shinies but i'm like i got to get one so anyway i've been really addicted to pokemon go Matt, so, you, yeah. you should just when you're free let me know. We could drive around Milwaukee, far around Milwaukee, what and try mean? to find Shinxes. Shinxes. There was, I didn't see any. Shinx. 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 What is the plural of Redacted. Shinx? Okay, Google. <laughs> what is the plural? <laughs> um, I, I didn't see any of them pop up yesterday, which was really heartbreaking, so I'm, I'm quite worried that they're done, and they're not going to pop up anymore. Um, Matt, but I will spend hours with you driving around trying to find Shinx. I would really appreciate that, Let's if not, just so I can be vindictive and get one. Um, but also because I really love shiny shinks. Here, we can go hunt for shinks, and I can pick up some geocaches, and it'll be a win-win. Oh my gosh, wow. And we get the mutual benefit Best of friends spending forever. spending time with each other. Best friends forever. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been really... friends who do stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> Please catch po shiny Pokemon with me. Hey, Niantic, um, you should sponsor us. <laughs> please. Um, yeah, so I've just been doing a lot of Pokemon Go, you know. I am very addicted. It's actually causing me 
anxiety because I feel like if I don't wake up at a certain time to go out and play that I'm never going to get the shiny shinks. So I've had like anxiety that I feel like has been partially giving me some insomnia. So I like I was having difficulty sleeping for the past few days because <laughs> I'm like, I got to refresh my go. Um, but yeah. last night I slept like a baby. Woke up at 7 a.m. and I felt so refreshed. Matt, so. it's funny that you've been having this anxiety because I've been having the same anxiety with like driving to the lift and waking up at certain times to go get the most money. What does that tell you about us? <laughs> like, who we are We're competitive. <laughs> We're competitive, but like, yours makes sense. Mine's just kind of sad. Okay, well, I, when I used to play Pokemon Go like addictively, I would also do the same thing. Wake up at different times and try to drive around and try to find Pokemon. Because like when I, that was that when I was at my house, you know, and in my year off especially, between high school and college, you know, I was at my house and there's nowhere to walk to around my house. Like, we don't have any Pokestops near my house, so you have to drive to all of them. Oh, damn. But Rachel and I used to get up and drive to downtown Long Grove and just sit with the rest of the teens and get Pokemon. Like, there used to be teens upon teens of downtown Long Grove getting... That's the dream. It was really fun, actually. We met some cool yeah. people. We battled some people. It was really fun. Yeah. I remember wandering around downtown Long Grove uh, hunting, like, haunters and stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> the freaking dream. Yeah, I think they like, I just, like, pinpointed my family's location. It's fine. <laughs> I ran into a group of people. Um, so I so I went to Illinois uh, early, or I guess later in the morning on a train to visit my, my dear grandmother uh, because she's having surgery tomorrow. So I wanted to see her and see how she's doing, catch up and everything. Because I hadn't seen her for a while. Um, and then I came back on a train later in the, like, early afternoon. So I was maybe back in Wisconsin by 7 p.m.-ish. Oh, okay. And um, I saw, I was getting off the train and I saw there were two Cresselia raids. Okay, so I ran... <laughs> I ran to one of them and when I showed up there were like a bunch of people so I was like god bless like I'll be able to do this raid with these people but I show up and they had already done it and I was like damn it but then they were like but we're gonna go to this raid and then I was like can I join and they were like yeah so <gasps> I walked cute. with them yeah I walked with them for like a few blocks but they like didn't say a word to me which is like ultimately it's okay some people are not chatty yeah they're not chatty but like we're all benefiting from us fighting this raid together, so, like, it's fine. And, like, whatever. Um, but when we got to the raid, we maybe exchanged, like, a few words, but not a whole lot. Anyway, I ended up catching a Cresselia, so, like, that's Oh, you good. did catch a Cresselia. I did get a Cresselia, and then I, like, was like, thanks, guys, I'm going home now. They're like, okay, see you later. And I was like, okay. It's kind of <laughs> cute. So, like, but I didn't add any of them. I will literally never see them ever again in my life, unless, you know, they were, like, only a few blocks from my apartment, so, I mean, if they if they come here again, maybe I'll run into them at some point. But yeah, I got a Cresselia because of them. <gasps> nice. Which was sweet. Um, uh, no lasting friendships made, though? No, no lasting friendships. Oh, man. Wait, I totally forgot to mention that <laughs> I made a friend through Lyft. Yes! <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, guys, so this is kind of wild. I have only been driving for Lyft for like a week, um, mainly because I needed something to do over the summer, and I really like driving, even though I have a lot of friends that are like, you're crazy for liking driving. Um... But there was one person I gave a ride to, and they were really cool. We actually had the same haircut, which was kind of awkward, but <laughs> theirs was nice and trimmed, and mine was all grown out, which I really do need to get a haircut. Oh, no. <laughs> really, once it starts touching my ears, it goes beyond, actually, it goes past my ears now, see? If I, like, brush it all down, it's really You said see, but no, I can see it no, about me. No, I'm talking to you. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I can, I can, yeah, confirm Matthew, that it's true. I'm talking to you. I believe you. Yeah, so my, I have, like, for those of you who don't know, I have, like, an undercut, like the <laughs> the hipstery kind of undercut with like the swoop back like long top long top and like undercut sides and back anyway 
Um, this person got into my car, and they seemed really cool, and we were chatting. They sat in the front seat, which usually is, like, a friendly people tend to sit in the front seat, which is cool. Or unless there's all, like, there are two kinds of people that sit in the front seat. There are people that really want to give me directions and, like, really don't know where they're going, and they need to, like, look out where they're going. Or there are people who want to sit and chat with me, which is great. I love chatting with people. But this person got in the front seat, and we were kind of briefly chatting, and then we found out that we both liked Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, and then we started talking about Yu-Gi-Oh the whole ride, which is great because I really love Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, but by the end of the ride, we were they were like, oh, I want to know how to request a Lyft driver. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Matt just pulled them up on their Facebook. <laughs> their name is Ray. They're really cool. But at the end of the ride, they were like, yeah, how do I request a Lyft driver? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you can, but you can look it up maybe. And they're like, cool. Um, but they, I didn't get a request from them later today, so I assume that you can't, you just can't do that. Um, but then I'm sitting on my computer at like seven o'clock at night, and I get a message from this person on Facebook, and I almost never use Facebook, but I go on there, and it's the person Ray who I just given a ride to earlier that day, and they were like, "Yeah, I don't really want to sound like a creep, but I wanted to reach out to you on Facebook because you were really awesome, and I was afraid I'd never get to see you again because Lip wouldn't put us like in the same ride again." And I was like. Oh my god, that's so sweet. We should get coffee or something. And then we did, and it was really cute. And we went back to my apartment, and we watched one of the Yu-Gi-Oh! movies, and we're going to get together again soon. They're really they're really chill. Uh, they were funny because, like, I feel like as an adult, I don't really I don't really know how to make how to make adult friends. Like, because all my friends that I've ever had have been through, like, school or hobbies or whatever, but I've never gone out to a place and ended up with a friend. So this was kind of like first step into making friends as an adult, I guess. And they had they had the same sentiment. They were like, I don't know how to make friends as an adult. And I'm like, I don't know either. We can do it together. Done. <laughs> Friend made. <laughs> so pure and good. So that was that. All right. <laughs> so pure and good. So do we want to just jump right into our story? Yes. Stories. Stories. All right. You ready, Matthew? Um. Yeah. Oh god, it's always like the, the hardest part is always like knowing exactly where to begin. But I'm going to talk about a shipwreck slash slash ghost ship called the Orang Madan. Have you heard of it at all? No, I don't so, think so. Yeah, so the SS Orang Madan was a ship in the 1940s. So this is like right amidst like World War Two, like really high tension across the entire world, basically. Um, so this, this ship was either setting sail in, setting sail, it's like the 1950s, it's like not, <laughs> not the same as setting sail back, way back when, but this ship was sailing in, um, story, like certain accounts either say it was June 1947 or in February 1948 that this occurred, but this ship, um, it, it gave off a distress call, okay? And so this ship was actually in the Strait of Malacca, which is near Sumatra and Malaysia. Okay. Okay, okay so it's like considerably far away from here, but it was received by U.S. Sh- uh, the distress call was received by U.S. ships. Uh, two ships named uh, the City of Baltimore and the Silver Star. Okay. City so, of Baltimore. Very nice ship. Isn't that like a lovely, like, the United States is going to name a ship the City of Baltimore. Like, it's um, not just the Baltimore. It's City of Baltimore. Okay. Isn't that bizarre? Wow, I love that. Um, yeah, I put that in italics so I knew to, like, enunciate how, like, just let the world know that that's what that is. That's fantastic. Um, I love that. Yeah, isn't that kind of bizarre? 
But essentially, so this distress calls being received in Morse code uh, by these two ships. And um, I'm going to read to you uh, what they received from this, Ooh. like, the radio operator oh, on the Orang Madame. Um, it reads, SOS from the Orang Madame. We float all officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge. Probably whole of crew dead. Ooh. And then it cuts out right there and there are a bunch like Morse code is like obviously dot dot dash yeah, yeah, yeah. dash whatever so there's a bunch of um, jumbled dots and dashes that don't translate into anything up until the end of the message where it translates into I die ooh okay. I love this already so imagine being a US ship okay and you're also now that you're talking about this I think you may have, may have heard this but I don't know the details Okay, yeah, so imagine being a U.S. ship just, like, living your dream, sailing away um, over, like, South Asia, okay, and receiving that message and being like, what um, the fuck? I don't know about you, but I freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also amidst, like, World War II, so that can literally mean, like, anything is happening, you know? Like, yeah. you really have no... Absolutely. So, so, you, so they go, okay, they being... Um, Silver Star specifically is like um, documented to have like approached the ship and mm -hmm. have been there. So Silver Star goes, and when Silver Star, so some of the uh, crew members of Silver Star board the Orang Madan to see what's up, and as soon as you get on the ship, you are met with this horrific moment of seeing all of these all of the dead crew members okay. just lying on their backs and they're not just lying on their backs like plank style dead they have their arms stretched out in front of them like they're trying to shield themselves or protect themselves from something and they are frozen in moments of terror okay holy shit. so their faces are frozen with the fear that they experienced in their last seconds of life and they're all that way. And they're all just, like, spread throughout the top of the ship. Okay? That's crazy. So imagine receiving that message and then boarding that ship and just seeing dozens of dead bodies. That's, just like, that's horrific. And the thing is, too, is it's not like you saw dead bodies and there's, like, blood all over the place. It's, like, these people just looked petrified and frozen. And there was, like, no evidence on the outside of any struggle there was no evidence of any sort of foul play there was no like bleeding of any kind there was literally no evidence to point in the direction that there was some sort of mutiny or pirates or anything of that sort but there were just dead bodies sprawled throughout the ship and they're all just completely horrified and petrified and even the dog is also this way so they found a de the dead dog <laughs> which is also horrific poor but dog. it's like i know poor dog because obviously has no idea what the heck is going on um just as sprawled out just as like horrified oh and my whatever so um yeah absolutely wild and um they end up finding the guy who had sent the distress call He's, like, at his machine doing the little thing. He's, mm. like, petrified, frozen, in place where he had sent the message. Also dead, obviously. Um, so they have no idea what the heck is going on, how this, how this occurred. 
Um, keep in mind that um, the outside temperature was recorded to be 110 degrees. Okay. Okay. But when they boarded the ship, it was noted that it was particularly chilly. Like, it was, like, noticeably cold on the ship. Really? For no particular reason. So... 110 degrees is not cold either. It is either. not like, it cool. Is so And hot. you're on a ship in the middle of the, like, not really in the middle of the ocean because they're in a strait. So it's, like, it is surrounded by a lot of islands and Malaysia and Sumatra. But it is still, like... You're not shielded from the sun in any particular way, so I, it's like an it's open ventilation, like the air circulating throughout the ship. Like it's obviously there should not be a reason why it's super fucking cold on that ship, but it is, and so the the Silver Star decides, okay, well we are going to figure out a way to bring the ship. They're gonna tether the ship to the Silver Star. And they're going to bring it to safety and they're going to investigate. Okay. So the ship, the Orang Madan, starts smoking from a particular... Some sort of gas is being released from um, one of the rooms. And it depends on which story you read or which account you read. But some say it's from the uh, hold number four. Mm-hmm. is where this gas is being released from. So the Silver Star, in kind of just trying to be cautious, because they don't know, they're just tethering this boat full of dead bodies, you know. And so they are very cautious as to what the heck is going on, and they cut the tether, and, like, minutes go by after they cut the tether, and the Orang Madan blows up, okay? And when oh it does, <laughs> when it does, it sinks completely. Okay. Okay. So the only information that is currently available about the Orang Madan is just the accounts of the crew members of the Silver Star who boarded it and what exactly they saw. That sounds like conspiracy theory level stuff. Isn't that like some good juice? Ooh, yeah. So not only do you encounter the ship with dead bodies all over the place. It's horrific. Horrific. But moments after its discovery, it blows up and sinks. Okay, so you just, you really ultimately have no idea. You have no way of truly investigating what exactly went on. I mean, the, like, conspiracy theorist of me is, like, government cover-up. That's exactly what people think. People think it's a government (laughs) cover-up. I will talk about the potential theories on what exactly people think went on. So, some people theorize that the Orang Madan... um, And this is also in an effort to explain, obviously, how these people died. Um that the ship was carrying uh, hazardous chemicals for warfare. Okay. So I don't know if you are aware of this, but chemical warfare was banned like two decades before this. Mm-hmm. And so like it is, it's decidedly a war crime to use chemical warfare. Um, and like, obviously that's broken, but like, mm-hmm. it's like, if you're gonna use chemical warfare in war, like you can't be obvious about it. Like, so obviously, um, I don't know if I mentioned this or not uh, uh, yet about this ship, but the ship is also undocumented. Okay. Oh. So it's it they the U.S. tries to I guess the Silver Star tries to search through its documents to see um, registration if it's potentially part of the United States or like where exactly this this ship comes from, but there's just like no tangible documentation that this that they can find of like who owns the ship where exactly it's going what exactly it's doing so like 
the hazardous chemicals, the chemical warfare theory is like pretty prevalent for this, um, for this legend, this the shipwreck because it's like, yeah, not only could it sort of explain how these people all died in the same fashion, like some sort of chemical was released, they all breathed it in, they all sort of experienced the same horrific death together, and there's you know no outside signs of bodily struggle but like if you breathe in mustard gas well i don't actually i don't know if mustard gas causes i think mustard gas causes like <laughs> more visible irritations and uh, mm, bleeding does. and stuff yeah. like that but there could be other sort of chemicals that wouldn't necessarily have outward signs mm -hmm. so yeah I, that's one of the um top theories is that this ship was somehow carrying uh, cargo of chemicals for chemical warfare. Obviously, it's World War II, so um, that stuff is being created um, in ways that hadn't been seen before. Um, but yeah, it's a war crime to utilize that, so obviously it's <laughs> you have to do it really hush-hush. Yeah, yeah. Um, another uh, prevalent theory is that it was just carbon, uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Okay. Um, yeah, so some people... Theory. It does seem like a cop-out theory. Um, I have a couple of qualms, qualms with that theory just because, like, it wouldn't necessarily explain... It wouldn't explain, or it wouldn't be feasible if this ship, if the crew members died of carbon monoxide poisoning, specifically because the, the, the bodies were seen on the top of the ship where... Like, obviously, if carbon monoxide at that quantity was being released, it would just escape into the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be concentrated to the point that everybody on the ship would die. Yeah, you know, it's you not know? like when you have carbon monoxide poisoning in a house where it's stuck inside. Yeah. And people can die that way because yeah. it's boxed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like a ship, like, with open air. Open on the air ocean. on the ocean. The ocean's breezy, too. Uh-huh. And it's like, I... I mean, it's also like people are like, okay, well, that doesn't necessarily also explain the weird chilliness like the chilliness can mean okay maybe in certain areas it's a closed system of air circulation okay that would explain why it's really like nonsensically cold um and maybe that could have something to do with carbon monoxide but then also at the same time these bodies were discovered like i said just right on the deck of the ship like right at the top where it's open air and it doesn't really yeah, make a whole lot of sense yeah. um also at the same time i feel like if you have this is going to sound kind of sad and terrible, but if you have a dog on the ship, I would imagine the dog would pass from carbon monoxide before the rest of the yeah. crew would, and that would give some sort of, hey, something's not right. Our dog just mysteriously died. Like, we should figure out what's going on. And the thing you is, know? too, is, like, animals are really perceptive to dangers. You've def I've definitely yeah. heard many stories of people having a danger in their house, like carbon monoxide leaks or something like that, and their animal alerting them. Yeah. Like, you know, before reaching them, animals are very much like... Yeah. This is dangerous. This is wrong. And plus, dogs are so loyal to their their owners and their humans. Right. Um. So you think they'd notice something if something was going on? Yeah. And yeah, you definitely are right about the dog passing first because you know their bodies are so much smaller. Right. And animals are so much more vulnerable to things like that. Yeah. And additionally, you don't just like drop dead from carbon monoxide yeah, poisoning. Like there are sick. Yeah. There's like nausea. There's dizziness and all sorts of random stuff that well not random there's all sorts of like outward signs that you would notice yeah you can get like right. hallucinations and yeah. things like that too. yeah if you're all awake and aware like you can sort of tell something's wrong you know mm -hmm. um so that's the carbon monoxide theory but there's obviously of course the other theory of the paranormal um and yes. so some people believe that 
aliens were somehow responsible. Okay. There it is. Um, <laughs> Alien theory. And, and there's not a whole lot more to be said about that because, like, really, if you're talking to somebody who believes that aliens... I, I believe in aliens. I don't think aliens did this. <laughs> um, Fair. But if you're, if you're talking to someone who believes that aliens did something, if you're having a conversation with them, okay, explain to me why everyone died in the same fashion. Okay, aliens. Okay. Well, explain to me why it was super cold uh, on the ship. Okay, aliens. Wonderful. X-Files theme. X-Files. Explain to me how the... Um, how that one operator was able to send the distress signal before the aliens killed. Like, if these aliens are so, I don't know, powerful, able to wipe out so many people um, in a similar fashion mm-hmm. without having to literally shoot them with something or, you know, cause outward bodily harm. Like, how did this one machine operator, how were they able to send this yeah, distress yeah, call? Absolutely. Like, any, like, literally, but, you know, aliens. Anyone can just retort that with aliens <laughs> so of course there's the aliens theory there's also the ghost theory the wonder theory no, the, uh, <laughs> literally <laughs> um and it's it's sad because there's not a whole lot of like i mean it's kind of hush hush after that um there are certain um like it's it's sort of been referenced in cia documentation in the early 2000s but after like beyond that there's not a whole lot of information regarding what the heck happened with the orang madan and you do have to keep in mind that like with increased activity um in in the world especially during world war ii especially when it comes to transporting dangerous things like chemicals like uh bullets or like bombs or like any other sort of warfare type materials there are going to be increased instances of unexplainable not really unexplainable but perceivably unexplainable occurrences or mm-hmm. circumstances mm-hmm. where where ships just explode literally just explode yeah or people just die you know but it it, it happens <laughs> um this is just a particularly intriguing one given the time frame given how everybody died and given the fact that the ship exploded very quickly after you know help arrived yeah yeah absolutely so it is just kind of like what happened you know so yeah that is the orang madan that's crazy isn't that kind of wild i Ooh, like that one i i do like that one and it's just like i keep imagining the people who found the ship walking onto it and seeing that whole scenario um seeing like just bodies everywhere has there been any other um attempts to like i don't know how deep the ship sunk but has there been any other attempts to go investigate it um from what i was reading no is the location where it did sink um documented um i also don't know if it was or not um i can i would imagine like the silver star witnessed it sinking so i imagine there is documentation of like where it would be located mm-hmm. um but from what i was reading there wasn't any sort of attempt to investigate oh that was discord um <laughs> matt you didn't turn off your notifications i'm so sorry i'll no, turn off my audio kidding. right now um, <laughs> just <teasing> me. <laughs> um and that's t on the yes, orange wow see this is like one of those scenarios where like because like I, I read a lot about like ship sinkings and like crazy things like that and like a part of me is like I know it costs money to do this but a part of me is like why hasn't anyone gone out and investigated this before like gone it's out and investigated it after. it is it is expensive yeah 
But like this is like a thing that I would definitely do if I was like rich. Like I would I would not want to go scuba diving to find this ship. I'm not messing with that. But I will pay other people to go do that. I would do it. I would invest. I would happily. The go ocean kind of scares me. <laughs> the ocean. It'll is, freak you out when I tell you about my story. The ocean is actually very terrifying. Like. <laughs> to, very also, to terrifying. be fair, I have never seen the ocean. Um, You've never seen it. Oh my gosh. Remember, I've never left the Midwest. Oh my gosh. Isn't Karen. that a fun fact? Let's go sometime. Oh my um, god. Road trip. Road trip indeed. Road trip to, my cousin lives in DC. <laughs> Let's freaking do it. Um, no, I think the the unknown that is just like the ocean just has so much that we don't know about, you know, and so many parts of it that haven't been explored and creatures that are constantly discovered and you know, it's it's also just like the sense of you can go into the ocean and there's a certain sense of vulnerability that you experience because you're swimming in this vast just water you know and we can't exactly do that perpetually and Mm -hmm. be safe about it unless you have technology that allows you to do so like if you as a person just were swimming in the ocean by yourself in an area that no one has explored and you really authentically have no idea what could happen like that is horrifying you know and you know i know that people like to say we only have we only like have explored you know five percent of the ocean um which isn't really a factor that's true anymore like we've definitely explored more of that yeah. but the fact that we know more about space than we do about the ocean on our planet like is mind-boggling uh, to me yeah and like i know it's definitely not the same science scientific sectors that deal with those things right but damn like i if if it were me i would want to put money into finding more about more out about our oceans me um, too like I don't know. I I still love the idea that there could definitely be something that like huge that we haven't discovered in our oceans. Like, can you imagine having an animal bigger than the blue whale? Like, can you imagine that? I would love that. So would I. It would also be terrifying. I would love that so much. I don't know. I not. I don't necessarily believe that like sea monsters and stuff exist, but I like the idea that they could exist. I like. I think they exist. <laughs> Do you think the megalodon is still alive? See, like the Ooh, the can of worms has been opened. <laughs> See, like. I love the idea of that of that creature still being alive. Like I think it's awesome and also horrifying. Ten out of ten. Yeah. But um, I the sciencey side of me is like, no way, that's not happening. But then again, like there are plenty of examples of animals having gone quote unquote extinct and then yeah. being rediscovered. Like our good friend the coelacanth, or um, animals yeah. being considered cryptids and then being discovered as real. Yeah. Um, like our like the okapi and the platypus. Like those originally were cryptid cryptid animals and right. someone was like. Yeah, no, here's the thing that I found that was real. It's actually in my backyard right now, you know? Like, I found it. <laughs> I found it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to find... I, I would love to think of, like, all the animals on, like, the list of animals that are considered, like, cryptozoological and, like, actually have, like, something to explore and figure out which ones are real. You and everybody else who has an interest in cryptids wants to find them. Uh, to be fair, I don't know, like... I There are some of them that definitely seem more plausible than others, but I have a hard time believing that every animal that cryptozoologists study is not real. That's fair. Like There's bound to be something that's yeah. like... Like, it has to be based on something. Something that's, yeah. Yeah. Some I sort. mean, be it an animal that's alive now or an animal that was once alive when it was documented. Yeah. Yeah. Or it has characteristics of an animal that does exist. Yeah. That somehow has been misconstrued, but... Yeah, to be fair, people have really um, wild imaginations. What? Humans? <laughs> we, we take everything as fact, don't we? Uh, we us? see this reported just as is. No one exaggerates anything. Humanity? <laughs> no, but I, I, I love cryptozoology. Um, I would love to see if I love love the megalodon to be real, even though that'd be horrifying. Oh man, there's like I a bunch of like. It. 
No, you don't. <laughs> Have you ever stood next to a Megalodon jaw before? No. Bro, go to the field museum. We'll go to the field museum together. You can stand next to one. Okay. I have a Megalodon tooth, Matthew. I think if I could control how I died, I think... Okay, you're right. That would be an awesome way to go. <laughs> it would be... Okay, I also sometimes think about how fucking horrifying it would be to be consumed alive by a large shark. Like, just to be swallowed whole. Yeah, like because the you're idea, so small. Because you're just, you're just small enough to literally be, like, with the Megalodon especially, just, like, you yeah. know, gulped. There's no chomping or anything. They're not necessary. Why waste the energy? You know, I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm not going to escape. You know, how horrifying would that be to, like, travel through its digestive, you know, digestive tract, tract yeah. until you pass, until you die? I mean, you would you would only be alive for minutes, but those last... You hope so. Yeah. Oh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't exactly breathe either, you know. So yeah. I also imagine maybe shock would make you pass out, and hopefully yeah, you would. Yeah, it's true. You would. It just die. makes me think of how resilient the human body is, though, because humans we may be mm. we, we're definitely you know we may be animals. We're fragile. And no, but we're not compared to like other animals. I guess yeah. Like you know, like if a deer breaks a leg, like it's gone. Gone. Like, <laughs> they go into shock and they're gone. Like, human break, like, oh, whatever, that's just a normal Wednesday. Like, yeah, whatever. yeah, like, yeah, no, you're right. We're very, um, we're very adaptive, so I would just be worried about... What a like, terrible time for that to kick in. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, okay. All right, well, speaking of um, possibly large animals and the ocean... Yes, let's um, see your story. So, my story is less of a story and more of an account of, like, a strange occurrence slash, like, scientific documentation of a weird thing yeah <laughs> um which i love it's one of my favorite it is the gloop which has the funniest uh, name on the planet <laughs> i love it the like least interesting name they could have come up with i bloop and love it <laughs> <laughs> the bloop you'll understand that one. Oh my god no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> so the bloop is cool um so to define what the bloop is it is essentially this ultra low frequency audio sound file that scientists um, first detected in 1997. Um, and it's it, a good year. It is a good year. <laughs> I was in 96, baby. So was I. Okay, yeah, I, know. I was like, I know you're 96, but 97 was still cool. I think we were both one. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Maybe but... not quite one. <laughs> you were like fresh in 97. Like, you're, you're in December, baby. I'm in December, baby. That new baby smell was gone off of me. Like, I was. <laughs> I had been on this planet for a while. I was still, so small. You were still, yeah, a little. Um, but it was detected by the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Um, Whoa. Or NOAA. N O A A. Um, I like that. Yeah. Um, and there's just a lot of you know speculation about this noise, and it is a weird, weird sound. So let's let me play the file for you, uh, the audio file for you of this sound. <laughs> of this sound. Okay. Um. Okay. So here is the sound that most. How did they record it? Can I ask that before? Oh. Um. I could probably find it for you. Um. I guess probably I'm just... hydrophones, multiple hydrophones. Okay. Um. And you know they can pick up. Um. Like they're usually used to pick up like seismic activity under the water, but right. they also record sound. Um, and you know they there's multiple hydrophones in the area, so they can like they can triangulate where sounds come from. So they kind of they know where the sound came from. Gotcha. Okay. Just to let you know, it's not like a random sound. It's not like it just bumped into the. Um, but it's used to they're used to um pick up a lot of different noises, be it like seismic activity or marine animal populations, things like that, just to kind of listen in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but um, I'll play the sound. Should I crack so, my back? 
if you want. Ooh, Ew. that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I really, really don't like the sound of people cracking their joints. Ugh, my uh, I don't mind it with my own joints, but Matthew <laughs> can crack his entire back on like just with no problem, which yeah. I cannot do. I've only I've never cracked my back in my life. I can't do it. My body is broken. My body is broken. <laughs> I suffer from my art. It's okay. Shout out to Victoria. Ever her knees pop like an old lady's. <laughs> I love her, but they do. They they sound like just like. Like bubble wrap. Ew. <laughs> Speaking of fun sounds, let's listen to this bloop. Yeah, so there's actually two different sound files. There's the sound file that people will generally play. It's 16 times the speed of what they heard because it's okay. easier to hear and you'll know why it's called the bloop. Okay. Um, so here is the bloop. It's just a bubble. The bloop. <laughs> it's just an air bubble. Okay, but wait, that's that's sixteen times the speed. Okay. So wait. It's a really big air bubble. Really big and slow. A really big air bubble. <laughs> okay, but wait until you hear what the actual sound sounds like. Okay. Let's see if this is the right video. <laughs> You're gonna get an advertisement. Oh. Geez. Nope. Racist. Holy shit, he was racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, <sighs> Lovecraft is mainly stories, but yeah, he was um, um, a person. That was, racist. can we do like a racism warning for looking up that name? Absolutely, yeah. Racism warning, yeah. Um, slur warning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you guys should Google that. Um, Cute cat, bad name. Bad, bad guy, but interesting stories. Really good stories. Um, so yeah, that was the bloop sound. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's really freaking creepy. So... 
that's the kind of sound they heard. They heard it at normal speed, and there should have been nothing except for, you know, like, ocean sounds, and, like, things like, um, like, ice moving, or, like, seismic activity or animal noises, like, they're very distinct, yeah. and at the time, science looked at that sound file, and it almost, it, it matched the noise an, a mammal, an underwater mammal, like a whale makes, almost exactly. Okay. However, the bloop was so much louder that it would have been an animal that was multiple times larger than a blue whale that had to make that noise. Like, if it was an animal that made that sound, it would have had to be numbers and numbers of times larger than the largest animal ever living on the planet. But the way that they dissected the sound wave, like, it had to be... It matched a yeah. mammal's sound file. Oh, man. Which is um, horrifying. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> um, but there are a number of theories about this. Um, I'll talk about the animal origin first because it's my favorite. Okay. Um, so first of all, let me say this first. The sound was recorded, and you, you Lovecraftian fans might like this, was recorded in an area where Lovecraft says Cthulhu may exist. Oh. Um, which is where exactly? Um... Let me see, let me see. It was um, at some point in the Pacific Ocean near the northern, near the southern tip of South America. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so like off, off the Pacific Ocean, um, that's where Lovecraft kind of generally says Cthulhu maybe, which is kind of crazy because that sound came from... There. <laughs> there, yeah. And Cthulhu is like multiple times larger than the blue whale. God bless. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> I would, I would die just to see that like wow anyway <laughs> Matt you would die I mean yeah. the whole thing about Cthulhu is you will die if you see him like yeah you're a little crazy unless yeah. you're like one of the one of his followers or whatever which I mean at that point what wouldn't you be <laughs> ah, but the <laughs> thing is like not everyone can be a Cthulhu follower that's fair um, okay anyway enough about Lovecraft I bet I'm special enough although I'm not racist so maybe I'm not really chosen <laughs> Um, so I'll read this to you. So Christopher Fox, who is someone that worked for Noah at the time, was interviewed for an article um, from New Science, and he did not believe the origin was man-made, such as a submarine or a bomb, nor a geological, ge geological feature such as a volcano or an earthquake. Instead, he decided, he uh, thought that the sound file um, was very similar to that of a mammal, like a living creature. Um, but according to him, quote, if the sound was made by a mammal, it would have been far more powerful than any of the calls made by any living animal on Earth. <laughs> Which is lovely. Come to me, Cthulhu Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he beckons me. He beckons me. <laughs> um, he, um, the one thing, though, is like... Um, the sensors that detected the blue, because if it was made by a mammal, these sensors that detected it, um, they're very, very far apart. And the reason he thought it could be, one of the reasons that he thought it would be so loud is because it was detected by multiple sensors. And these sensors are not far apart. Or these sensors are not close together. They're like 3,000 miles apart. So like <laughs> one sensor detected it, and then another one 3,000 miles away detected it. 3,000 3, miles is a lot. <laughs> Um, Damn. Which um, that's okay. what that's how he that's how he um kind of noticed how loud it was, you know, like because it was detected by so many sensors, and if it was it was loud enough to be detected by sensors three thousand miles apart. Like it would have had to be a big, big animal. Um, but to be fair, um, 
most people don't think it was made by an animal, but I, I love the animal idea. Like, I'm into it. There's, like, diagrams of definitely people who, like, um, like show how big the animal would have to be compared to the whale, and it's gigantic. You should look it up, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to look it up. Um, but there are definitely other theories, and there is definitely, like, a theory that, ex- quote-unquote, explains it away. Um... You see it. <laughs> I have some this diagram. This animal looks so fucking dumb, but I love it. <laughs> so okay, but I always forget how big the blue whale is because I've never seen one. They are also, massive. They are massive. This also doesn't show volume. This is just like a two D, you know. So it doesn't. It could be like conceivably much larger than a blue whale. This is like a few times, but yeah. I mean, according to this, probably am. It's on Cryptid Wiki, so like not to knock out anyone who <laughs> utilized Cryptid. Cryptid wiki, wiki, I but can't. Like, okay, but there are a number of other theories. What? Look at this art. Okay, Ooh, sorry. that's some cool art. Ugh. We'll put it on our podcast uh, like a page, our podcast page. Page. Yeah. Um, but there is like there's a, the other theory of what it could be is kind of the accepted one by the scientific community. Though I love much more like the animal origin theory a lot better. <laughs> um, it's the ice quake origin theory. Um, so. The, um, so the NOAA has, like, you know, these things that kind of, uh, track sounds that we've been talking about that kind of caught the bloop, and they also can detect ice quakes. Um, so ice quakes are when, um, like, a glacier, um, just, like, cracks and essentially has, like, an earthquake, um, but especially, like, underwater, and it can create these odd sounds that can be detected for long distances. Um, now, to be fair, they don't usually sound like mammal calls, <laughs> but... It is possible for them to have a sound file that um, resembles that. Um, so science generally accepts that um, that the sound was made by icebergs um, that were most likely between the Bransfield Straits and the Ross Sea, um, which is a pretty well-known source of ice quakes. Um, and, I mean, the noise has been heard more than one time after this. Um, oh. Yeah, so... Um, like from from 1997 on to like 2012, people were like, "Yeah, that's an animal for sure." But later, scientists have heard that noise again, and they now kind of think that it's ice quakes, which I think oh. is really lame. Wait, I don't want to know that. <laughs> Man, I have to. <laughs> I was hoping that. that hearing it multiple times would make it seem like it was a large well, animal. Well, there are definitely people who still believe that it's a large animal. Um, yeah, well, I believe that. Cthulhu is going to come out of the ocean any day now, but I don't think it's actually going to happen. You know. <laughs> um, it, the, the sound could have also been from, like, ice rubbing together. Like, glaciers. Two cr- little pickles sound <laughs> when you rub together. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that is really just, like, the scientifically accepted idea that it was from, like, an ice quake, which I think is super lame. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that's kind of everything with the bloop. Uh, obviously, the bloop has, like, a horrible, creepy sound. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I still like the animal theory. I do, too. Like, give me that. Okay, and also, this hap- this this um, series came out a while ago. For those of you who watched Mermaids, The Body Found on uh, Animal Planet or Discovery Channel... Did you ever watch that? Uh, no. It was a, a fake documentary that they released as if it was real. They tried to make people think that they actually discovered mermaid. It was it's really amazing. Oh, didn't they do that with Michael John at one point? 
Yes, but it was more like obvious that it was fake. This one was very much posed as like a real, like we actually did this. They had very, it was very convincing. Like, wait, what? Yes, you should watch it sometime. I love it. It's so good. Oh man, uh, the animation was really good too. Um, the Eleven Mer people, and then like it listed all these reasons as to why mermaids have to exist and how people must have evolved from them and things like that, which was really crazy. Um, but it was a sound used to used to stand in as evidence for mermaids being real in the documentary. Isn't that funny? I like that a lot. We should definitely watch it. It is, um... Like one giant Atlantean fart. <laughs> <laughs> mermaids are real! <laughs> they farted and we recorded it. Yes, that, that's what happened. Oh, Confirmed. the bloop? Did you mean our toot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's guys. It's confirmed. The bloop is really mermaid farts. <laughs> Done. Done. I'm a scientist. <laughs> yeah, we could totally watch mermaids. The body found. It's somewhere online. Good. Um. Yeah. yeah that was. That was the bloop. Heck I yeah. Love the bloop. Um. For those of you who also like listening to podcasts, it's also talked about in Tannis, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um. Tannis is a really amazing podcast that I adore. You need to listen to it, Matthew. I am. Almost done with season one, and then I will. Are you? More. Yeah. Um, shout shout out to Tannis. Shout out to Tannis. Shout out to Black Tapes, because um, they're made by the same people. It's I love them. very wonderful. Both of them are very, very wonderful. I finished the Black Tapes, loved it to pieces, so now I've moved on to Tannis. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very good. Well, that was. I guess that was episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you for listening, obviously. Um, definitely stay tuned for more. Um, shenanigans as well as more horrifying and interesting tales of um, yeah. you know supernatural paranormal hey, and we have, we have an email if you guys want to send us um, suggestions or stories <laughs> <laughs> send us some flames our email is archivedpod at gmail.com yes. <laughs> please email us we would love suggestions for stories um, um, I'm yeah. always willing to talk about horror and I mean I'm also open to talking about local stories as well Yeah. so yeah thanks for listening guys um, can't wait to do episode three. Heck yeah. See y'all when that comes out. <laughs> All right, well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.